Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 96, Terry's friend dates a robot and eyewitness. Hi, pals. We're, uh, I don't know what to say. I never know what to say right here. I'm Hi. Al. Yeah, I'm Maggie. Hello. And we're here to talk about Batman for mm-hmm. the 86th week in a row. And somehow I, I don't know how to say that to you in a way that is fresh and interesting. Mm-hmm. Openings are difficult, you know? I, it always has been for me. That's why I have Hey Pals. But then it's like, uh-oh. Oh, right. Right. The intro thing. But there mm-hmm. should be something in between there. And I what? still don't know. What's so the now, thing? Now I hang a lantern on it and I say, hey, guys, I don't know what to say. And that's mm-hmm. that's my clever bit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I've been podcasting for 12 years. Yep. Yep. Excuse me. 13. Uh-huh. Professional. Mm. Yep. Done over a thousand episodes of various things. We sure fucking have. Still doing this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, this was a week we were looking forward to, if only because of the title of the first episode. Yeah. Well, this is the only Batman Beyond episode that I know because of the title. Because as I've mentioned many, many times... This show has the most unremarkable titles imaginable. You said that about Superman. I didn't. I wasn't sure if that held true for you with with this show. It's really carried over to this show. I think. Okay, like, fair enough. I, and you you've mentioned before, like it could easily have been said about Batman the Animated Series too. Mm, they but, had a few. They had like, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? And yep, a couple things like that. Almost got him. Is a good. Is a really memorable one. And then they had some just like boring but descriptive ones, like uh, Christmas with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Even that one, you're like, oh, right, that's the one about Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what I mean. Boring, yeah. but descriptive. Mm. There's a couple. I mean, like, the ink ones usually have a pun in them. Sure. Like, the next one about ink is called Inkling, mm-hmm. with, but spelled good. with a Q-U. And that's not bad. Yeah. But, like, uh, no, just I'm... this week, Eyewitness, like... No, but uh, coming up, we have one called The Egg Baby. Yeah, that'll probably stick in my head. Which is exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. Sure. But, uh, but this one, yeah. In fact, Tilo mm-hmm. wanted to come on for this one because I don't know what the connection is between her and the name Terry. But mm. uh, Weird. Yeah. But uh, I talked her into coming on for Rat Boy instead. And <laughs> she might regret that, but this one's also about a creep, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of creeps in Very the yoga. Very creep heavy this week. Or the yeah, why, don't last, you, uh, why don't you tell us about the latest creep du jour? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's another fine day at Hamilton High Hill. Fuck. All right, I'll come in again. It's another fine day at Hamilton Hill High, and Terry's good friend. Um, am I reading this right? Howard? Terry's good friend Howard? Mm-hmm. All right. Is trying to invite all the popular kids to a party at his house this weekend. It's not going great because Howard's a weird little shit who is about two weeks away from becoming a white supremacist on 4chan, or whatever the DCAU version of 4chan is. 4, 4chan beyond <laughs> anyway terry offers howard a ride home but he needs to swing by the old robot factory first to pick up some replacement robots for bruce's danger room because terry just won't stop breaking them that two-faced robot was expensive terry it was two thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars <clears throat> two anyway. two while at said robot factory howard meets steve buscemi who offers to build howard a sex robot howard i've seen this episode of futurama it ends badly for everyone So the next day, everyone's really impressed by Howard's new girlfriend, who is 100% devoted to him and 100% ready to kill for him. 
Terry figures out what's going on pretty quickly, especially after Howard's new robot tries to murder him on top of the school. And then he heads over to the robot factory to rough up Steve Buscemi while Max stakes out the party. Uh, Dana is also there, although I'm not entirely sure if she knows that. Howard, having been given a single molecule of attention, breaks up with his robot so that he can date Chelsea, and then she tries to murder him. Uh, the robot, not Chelsea. Not that I would blame her. Uh, robot goes on a rampage, and then Batman arrives to beat her up for a little while. This mostly results in Howard's house being burned down and Howard's robot exploding. Howard's parents arrive home to yell at him, and Terry and Dana leave, wondering why they were ever friends with him. I wonder that too, honestly. <clears throat> I don't know what the DCAU version of 4chan is, mm. but I know the Marvel version of it is 2099chan. <laughs> yep, yep, that checks out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this one sucked. Uh, yeah, kind of, really kind of did. Did not live up to that title. No, I was which... expecting more from this, this title, and also it's a Steve, or it's a Steve, it's a Paul Dini uh, episode. Like. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll get into, I mean, we'll get into both of those things. Your yeah. good thing is that title, yeah? Yeah. Like, this might be the best episode title ever, yeah, possibly of anything is. we've ever done. Oh, I don't know about that. But it's, it, it is a good one. Mm -hmm. It like, is for sure a good one. Terry's friend dates a robot. The only problem here is that um, the Terry's friend part. Yeah. Also, I and I, you know I hate being this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be this guy usually. But he didn't date a robot. He dated an android. He did. You are completely correct. If we're picking the title apart, I will bring that up. Otherwise, I hate that kind of nitpickery. All right. So Terry's acquaintance dates dates an android. Right. Terry's high school chum. I mean, look, you know when you're in high school, you're around a bunch of people your age. There mm -hmm. are people who are your actual friends that you hang out with, and then there's people you kind of know. Yep, yep, absolutely. Because you're around a bunch of people your age, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't. I have nothing against that person if if they had a large group gathering of other people I knew, I might go to it. Yeah. But that's about it. That doesn't make them your friend. It doesn't yeah. mean you want to know about them when you, uh, when you gra after you graduate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when Facebook was first explained to me, I remember going, why would I want to reconnect with people in high school? I took all the ones I liked with me. Yeah, that's, that was my reaction as well. <laughs> I think I found exactly like one person that I was curious about. And yep. That was it. Mm-hmm. What's this guy been up to? Oh, he turned into a real piece of shit? Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much turned into as uh, realized his destiny. Yep. Blossomed. Mm-hmm. The seeds were always there. Uh, you had a supplemental good thing. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, so at the party when uh, the when uh, the android slash robot, who, uh, whose name is Cynthia. Uh, well, let's get into that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a robot girlfriend built. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, and he takes it to school with him like she's a student the and doesn't give day. it a name. No, and like she's just hanging out. Yeah, like he's trying to impress the other kids with like, hey, this is my girlfriend, which gross, but mm -hmm. okay, fine. I'll buy into the reality of this story. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give her a name and a basic backstory. You can't just have her stand there and look pretty and that's it. And oh, I hadn't so he's really like, thought of that part. She's synthet, synth, Cynthia. Ugh. Yeah, Terrible. like, you might as well just, like, this is my girlfriend, Roberta. Mm-hmm. Robotham. No, that sounds way too fake. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Or, like, this is Andrea the Android. There you go. One of our favorite characters mm -hmm. from original Star Trek. Yep. Certainly one of yours. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yes, yeah, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost as bad as there was a 
a movie in the early 2000s with Al Pacino called Simone, but she mm-hmm. was Sim 1. All right. She was a like simulated lady. <laughs> ah, Simone. Sim 1. Sim 1. Uh-huh. Anyway, Max. Uh, oh, yeah. So Cynthia. Uh, so Cynthia starts freaking out at the at the party mm-hmm. uh, and trying to kill uh, anyone who tries to date Howard. And then Howard, when he breaks up with her uh, mm-hmm. because he is a fool. And uh, because these robots are not programmed with Asimov's laws. Yeah. Or much Ugh. of anything, if I'm being honest. Like That's how you make robots, man. Uh-huh. Asimov's laws. They're they're rock solid. Mm-hmm. Then they won't hurt people. Yeah. No, uh Cynthia's down to hurt everybody. Yeah. Uh so she uh she starts threatening Max, who whips out a fireplace poker, uh, because mm-hmm. Max rules. Yeah, Max is great. Uh that said. Mm-hmm. So my bad thing is, uh, Paul Dini wrote this episode, and while he did indeed contribute some of the greatest parts of this whole animated tapestry we're reviewing, this really screams ha-ha comedy episode in the worst way. Boy, does it! And I bring this up in in relation to Max, because Max, Mm -hmm. the uh, character of color, the only character of color in this show... Mm -hmm. At one point, and uh, what is it she says? She says, like, girlfriend or something like yeah, that. Like, it's, it's something really stereotypically 90s black character sitcom yeah. thing. And it it really made me cringe. Yeah, it's it's not good. Come on, Paul. I know for a fact you could write better than this. I, but, I mean, his comedy episodes, like, like yeah, obviously he made Harley, and Harley mm-hmm. was great. And I believe he wrote the Mitzias Pitlick episodes in Superman, and yep. those were funny. Mm-hmm. But I think this kind of comedy, where it kind of relies on uh, sort of awkward teen stuff, mm-hmm. you're just getting into some gross creep things. Well, and here's the other thing, and I've seen Paul Dini do this before, is, like, Howard's a really gross little shit for whom I have no sympathy. Yes. And that would be fine, except that the episode thinks that I should have sympathy for him. Well, yeah, this is your bad thing. Howard yeah. is just terrible he's a horrible per like he enters yeah. the show just like just talking to terry about man if i could get a girlfriend <laughs> then i'd really be popular i like that you're what you're doing there is the voice you would often do for ferengi who yeah. we covered star trek and it really applies yeah it does ah, these females are wearing too much clothes to finally date a human woman mm-hmm. ah. but only if she is unclothed yeah females <laughs> it's it's he's he's just awful and repellent and And he also is represented by as like a cartoon nerd yup he's the sort of the fat greasy like nerd Mm -hmm. who's trying too hard to be cool and like okay here we go yeah and then on top of that yeah he's just terrible yeah like the stuff that comes out of his mouth is really gross just like like i first of all i don't know why terry would be quote-unquote friends with him and secondly i don't know why terry would be quote-unquote friends with him if he keeps talking like this. Yeah, Terry n- has never shown any... Like, there's some really light women, am I right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And I, I'm willing to forgive that, because mm-hmm. he's a kid. But there hasn't been any obvious, on-the-surface, like, raging misogyny from him, certainly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... I mean, he he keeps a pretty great woman in his life, and also Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dana. Yeah. I mean, there's Max, mm-hmm. and there's also Dana. Terry, I think that may have been a robot. 
Android, as, Dana. Android. As the as the Terminator style skeleton is uh-huh. like the the the, the uh, skull has been kicked across the room and the rest of the body's just flaming in front of her. <laughs> hmm, something strange about this, Terry. I think there might be something wrong with Cynthia. Uh huh. But uh, back to my point about this feeling like a bad comedy episode. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of at the party, especially. Uh huh. A lot of the like one liners. Oh yeah. Like, like. Hey, nice dip or well, whatever. Well, I mean, this is my quote, so. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Hey, howie, great cheese dangles. Ah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Which, uh. It's like all the all the incidental stuff people are saying in the background, which should be funny or at least nothing, yeah. is just, ugh, ugh. trying too hard, It's man. real, it's real bad. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's the opposite of good, mm-hmm. in fact. Ugh. Right. Uh, in fact, I kind of struggled for a good thing. Um, what did you find? Well, we're in, we go to a robot factory, and mm-hmm. there's some robots there. And uh, it, this is not news to anyone who knows me mm-hmm. and, and has heard my opinions on sci-fi things. I love robots. Yep. And uh, these uh, th- this team uh, is good at designing robots. These were cool robots. Yeah. I believe... I could be wrong, but I believe they're very similar to the design of what we're going to see when Zeta Project shows up. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that should, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. There should be a nice sort of through line between those. Yeah. I was surprised. They had a real opportunity to call back to the to the Rossum thing from the original series. Oh, yeah. they Like, it didn't have to be a sequel to that. You didn't have to bring the guy back mm-hmm. or anything. You know, it didn't have to be, like, when they brought Mr. Freeze back. But yeah. just, like, a nod. Just like, hey... The technology to create androids that can pass for human has existed mm. since Bruce was a young man. Yeah. Uh, presumably it's better now and it's available to consumers. That makes sense. Well, it would be interesting if we had like a bit, because they mentioned it's illegal to make uh, androids that look like people. Like Terry mentions it. Yeah, which is weird because, again, in Bruce's time, this was already a thing. Well, I kind of, like, this is what I'm saying. I would like if uh, someone mentioned at some point, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of problems with like humans like robots passing for humans back in back in the yeah. day so we have this law now that makes sense we have a uh, rossum's law now yeah that makes sense yeah if only they had asimov's laws mm-hmm. they don't have any just, laws completely no. unregulated robots just running around fucking up parties yeah this is the future our parents dreamed of no <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the fuck my parents dreamed of i don't talk to my parents uh, well i don't want to know <laughs> Uh, I had a good hey, it's that guy. Oh yeah, Dan Castellaneta. Oh yeah, uh, this this uh, little known actor. He was on the Tracy Ullman show mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep, he played a bunch of incidental roles in this. That guy, that guy sounds like he has a real future in voice work. Mm-hmm. No, he um he shows up at the end to play uh, Howard's father. Yeah, but it's not just like that is that is the most substantial role he sure. had. But he he sprinkled throughout the episode in in sort of like one line characters. Mm-hmm. At the, at the robot factory, before we meet the guy who looks a bit like Steve Buscemi, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, the other guy was one of uh, uh, Castellaneta's sort of go-to voices as well. Hey, kids, Mop let's them. go out for frosty chocolate robots. <laughs> Look out, boy, it's World War Four. Because <laughs> it's, it's the future. Mm-hmm. You get it. Uh-huh. Uh, we did get to see Terry punch the Riddler, though. Yes. So we have a, a scene where uh, Terry's basically working out in the danger room at the beginning of the episode. and uh, mm-hmm. just... Lana. Lana. <clears throat> danger room. Sorry, go ahead. Just uh, uh, fighting a bunch of old uh, uh, Batman villains. Yeah, we got Two-Face. We mm-hmm. got Croc. 
got the Riddler. But it means we get to see uh, Terry punch uh, the worst version of the Riddler in the face. That's not the worst version of the Riddler. Okay, what's the worst version of the Riddler? Oh, probably the guy... How did our friend Nate describe it? As a trash bag trying to solve a puzzle? All right. <laughs> okay, yes. Worst uh, worst Riddler. Maybe worst animated Riddler. I might give you that. Yeah. But also, I don't give a fuck about the Riddler unless he's Frank Gorshin. I've never cared about the yeah. Riddler. We talked about this when we covered the original series. Yeah, I like the Riddler, but like as we go on and on, I'm like, I don't know, why do I like the Riddler? Because of Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Because that guy was amazing mm -hmm. and made him the main villain on that show, but that was the performer. Yeah. I just don't like, care for this version of the Riddler. I don't... I mean, the concept of the character is nothing. Maybe they've done some good comics about him, but you have to admit, on paper... Oh, yeah. The character is nothing. Well, uh, when your starting sentence is, okay, so picture a guy who really likes riddles. Like, you're going to have mm -hmm. to work real hard. Like, that's an uphill battle from the start. So, okay... Here, look, hear me out. You know how Batman's a detective and always has to figure out what his his guys are up to? Yeah, of course, out it's what, a great... Where, uh... Yeah, well, what if one of his guys kind of wants to get caught and gives him clues so he doesn't even have to be a very good detective hmm. because the guy's already just giving him hints? And what if we have to make all the writers who, who do him write riddles one of the hardest things to do well? I mean, all you have to do is steal some old good ones. That's true. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this, um, Batman. What, um, ha, shit, what was the Sphinx one? Hang on a sec, where are my notes? Uh, goes on two legs. Two legs in the morning. Hang on, four mm -hmm. legs in the morning. Two legs. No, two legs good, four legs, but wait, that's Animal Farm. Hang on, shit. okay. Walks on four, hang on. Uh-huh. You know what, I'm going to come back. Talk to Bookworm about Animal Farm for a while. Yeah, Bookworm, much better. <laughs> Bookworm's Probably like, Mikkel. so... So um, I haven't actually read it, but 1984 is about what's happening today for uh, for uh, uh, the right wing people, right? All right. Uh, I mean, that's certainly what they say. Uh -huh. Because they haven't read it either. Mm -hmm. All right, bookworm. Yeah. Um. I uh, oh, so obviously, this feels a lot like the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Where a super creep makes a robot girlfriend who then goes crazy at a party mm. and tries to kill all the teens. This episode predates that one by like a year. Yeah, you um you mentioned this to me before we started, and like I was very surprised because Well, the DC Wiki pointed this out. This is one of the times they actually came through with some mm. interesting information because I might not have tried I would have just assumed they ripped it off. Yeah. Well, I mean but no. this episode They said they they have said many times mm. they were influenced by Buffy, but Buffy was still on. Yeah. And making episodes, and they hadn't even made that episode yet. And it turned out that creep went on to be one of the great villains of of that series. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, like they they really leaned into the the cruel misogyny of him. Mm -hmm. So worked a lot better there. I yeah, think. yeah. Show that this is not a good thing. This is gross. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, and and that's what they did. Yeah, this episode's very much like, oh, you robot dater. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the cause of robot fucking got set back fifty years. Don't date robots. Don't tell me who to date. <laughs> also, monster fucking is fine, but robot fucking isn't. That's 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 very biased. What about the robot monster? Who will fuck him? Uh, look, we've been having this debate since we met. <laughs> who will fuck the robot monster? Now there's an episode title. <laughs> who will fuck the robot monster? <laughs> also, if this were my episode to pick a quote from... Mm -hmm. I'd have chosen the Steve Buscemi guy said uh, when when War or Warren because that's the character from Buffy. Yep. 
Uh, when Howard asked him to make a robot girlfriend, he said, uh, for the right price, kid, I'd shave a coyote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a really strange line, and I really like it. It's very much like, ha- have you shaved a coyote? Kid, you don't need to, don't ask me questions you don't want the answer to. That was the down payment for my house. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I shaved a coyote. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a Primus song I really like. Where, apropos of absolutely nothing, he says, if I had my druthers, I'd screw a chimpanzee. <laughs> like, what? What? No one asked. Yeah. He's singing about the DMV. That's what the song is. How you can tell Ooh. that someone had lost their copy of the rhyming dictionary. Mm. I mean, it's Les Claypool. His, he writes songs about this guy I went to high school with mm. and this other guy I went to high school with. <laughs> Guys, what rhymes with DMZ? Uh, I'd like to fuck a chimpanzee. Okay, that was really mm. quick. Yeah. Yeah, you you had that right on the tip of your tongue. You've there. been uh, you've been waiting to put that in a song, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, at one point the um, uh, uh, Cynthia uh, goes up to the top of the, the high school and pushes over the H, mm-hmm. and all I could think of, oh no, the H. That's how people know it's Hamilton Hill High. <laughs> See, I noticed that because someone pushed the big H on someone last week too. Yeah, I think it was Willie. Yeah, it's like guys, we just which is got a that- much more much better terrifying high school nerd mm-hmm. villain. Than this guy. And, and once again, I had the thought, Terry really needs to just put that in his own Batcave. Mm-hmm. As, like, his big penny. Yeah, but he doesn't, like, I think he lives in an apartment. Eventually, he's got to get himself a Batcave beyond. Yeah, I mean, that is true. And it's got to have a robot T-Rex in it. But like, I mean, Bruce has got to die at some point, right? To Terry, I leave my robot T-Rex and nothing. Not the cave? Nah. Mm, all right. Who gets the cave? I mean, I assume Dick, wherever he is. Mm, I don't want to know where Dick is. Probably mm. playing video games. <laughs> wow, video games! Mm-hmm. There's a voice you haven't had to do in a while. I'm back, baby! <laughs> uh, what else? I don't know. Um, This is about all that I have. Let's but... see here. There's a part where Cynthia throws what I can only assume is a, uh, like, a dishwasher or a, um... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it looks like a big oven or a dishwasher, like a a major appliance. Through a wall, and I swear to God, all it looked like to me was a giant photocopier. Yeah, no, I saw that in your notes and it made me laugh. (laughs) Uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't have a whole lot here, because this was not a whole lot of episode. Well, I mean, there was plenty to talk about, but Mm -hmm. we didn't like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, uh, you did have a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> in the future... In the future. Mm-hmm. T- Terry's friend will date a robot. That's true. Well, mm-hmm. it's not. We picked it apart, but yep. but I understand what you were going for. All Terry's right. friend just dating uh, Tom Servo. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date you. If only. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> you're a real... <laughs> you know, you suck. Crow trying to sabotage him the whole time. Where are you guys going? Going to the movies? Can I go? Can I come? No. Get out of here, Crow. Don't take him to the movies. He talks through the whole thing. <laughs> oh, do I? Is that something I do? Uh-huh. Hey, guys, quit your clowning. <laughs> What's All right. going on in here? Terry dating a robot? Ow. Oh. All right. Let's move on to Eyewitness, which, mm-hmm. yes, as you point out, who the fuck knows what this episode is yeah. by title? Why don't you tell us what you witness, Al? I will. Witness. Uh, realizing that we don't much care who's fr- who his friend is dating, <laughs> Terry gets back to work doing what we came here to see, being Batman beyond. Let's see. 
It's the very beginning of an episode, so we can't do any big set piece stuff yet. So this action probably unfolds either down by the docks or... Oh, hey, in a warehouse. That was indeed the other option, and here we are. Terry makes quick work of some shady mobsters doing some shady mobster shit, but oops, this was actually a sting operation, and what he's actually has done is ruin an entire year of careful planning by Commissioner Barbara. Which sucks, but also, hey Babs, you know why Bruce didn't make mistakes like this? Because his Commissioner Gordon probably told him what was going on. Anyway, that's one strike against Terry in her eyes, and you know that old expression, two strikes and you're out. Desperate to get back in crime-fighting mommy's good graces, mm-hmm. Terry immediately, uh, Terry's immediately on the scene when Mad Stan starts Mad Stanning a fundraiser for Barbara's DA husband. And then, oops, he murders Mad Stan. Well, that's what Barbara sees anyway. Or eyewitnesses, I guess. <laughs> so she brings down the entire weight of the GCPD on him because murdering suspects is where police draw the line. This is how you can tell we're watching a fantasy cartoon. <laughs> Obviously, Terry didn't actually do it, though, and a quick trip to the morgue confirms that Stan's not there. So either this was all a trick, or he rose from the dead like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, magic is real in this world. Bruce just reminded us of this last week. But unlike Christianity, the, the, the viewing audience is going to need more evidence than an empty tomb. Fortunately, Bruce also has his extremely slow computer working on the security footage from Terry's alleged murder incident, and after an excruciatingly long series of progress bars that last the entirety of the episode, <laughs> it finally informs us of what's actually, what actually happened that night. Terry, pinned down by cops, urges a ceasefire with the line, I know who's behind all this! And suddenly I was transported back to third grade, reading books like Encyclopedia Brown and The Three Investigators. Turn to page 72 to find out who's behind all this! So I'll just turn to page 72 and, uh, oh, Spellbinder. It's Spellbinder. Well, that was anticlimactic. My money was on Bugs Meanie. <laughs> it's always Bugs Meanie. I know. He's got That's that coin that says Bugs 20 Meanie. BC, and mm-hmm. I obviously wouldn't say BC. Yeah. He's got that Civil War sword It <laughs> says the first Civil War. Yeah, exactly. See, now that's much easier to invent than riddles. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. <laughs> Oh, Bugs Wait, is, Meanie. Is Bugs Meanie the Riddler? You're the Bugs Meaniest. <laughs> How I, I started, hate him. I started with Encyclopedia Brown, and then I moved to the three investigators who mm-hmm. hung out with Alfred Hitchcock for some inexplicable reason. That's a weird way to learn who Alfred Hitchcock is. I, that is how I learned how Alfred Hitchcock is. They <laughs> they won some contest with the movie studio and went and told, like, he was like the sort of the, the, the bookend of the mysteries. Mm-hmm. So they'd go tell him, hey, Mr. Hitchcock, we got a mystery. And he'd be like, Okay, I've got a film to make it out of here. And then they'd come back at the end and say, We solved the mystery, Mr. Hitchcock. And he'd say, I still don't care. Get out of here. If there's one thing I know about Alfred Hitchcock, it's that he has all the time in the world for mystery-solving teens. For three 12-year-olds uh-huh. who live in a junkyard and solve mysteries. Uh, Mr. Hitchcock, your four, your four o'clock is there. Oh, wonderful. The is 12-year-olds. The, the three investigators, good. Yes, hello. I'm... <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me just put the money forward for you to pay for your various crime investigations. Excuse me. You, until, before you come in, I've got to stop my theme music. Do, 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 uh, so do. Sorry, uh, sorry, I'm late, children. I was too busy murdering this week's sponsor. I've <laughs> actually been rewatching that show. It's very good. I bought the bracelet for Belinda's birthday. The weird thing is he... We're getting really off topic here. Sure. But, uh, he he looks like a big fat guy, but he really mm-hmm. isn't. Yeah, no. 
it's weird it's just, it's just that look to him he's you just know? got like a lot of chins but... yeah well and like he's he's uh characterized as, ha- as yeah well he drew that caricature yeah yes so you know uh this episode wasn't great either yeah no it wasn't and i'm glad that you agree with me because i had that moment where i'm like it, it is it me Am no I sometimes i mean this? sometimes we disagree that's yeah. fine but it's like yeah this is bad it's well, I mean, it was trying to, I mean, you point this out in your bad things, so let's mm-hmm. get into this. It was trying yeah. to do something that one of our favorite episodes of the original Batman series did. Well, yeah, here's the thing. So the whole hunting Batman thing seems kind of out of character for Babs, especially after Over the Edge, which is about her greatest nightmare being Batman being hunted by the GCPD. Now, yep. honestly, her whole distrust for Terry, like, it feels like it belongs much earlier in the series. Yeah. Like, we're at the point where she should at least be giving him the benefit of the doubt, you know? Like, I understand that she, like, she saw him murder someone with her own eyes. That's, like, yeah. that's understandable. But also, you live in the weird future, you know? Yep. Like, I know that you know that Spellbinder exists. No, and if she watched that happen with Bruce, there's mm-hmm. no chance she would believe it. Yeah. Because she trusts Bruce. Yeah. Like, and yeah. honestly... Terry fucking up the sting operation also feels like something he's moved beyond. Oh, no, see, that that I didn't mind. That not as a, like, it was sloppy as part of a, and then he fucks up again thing. Mm -hmm. But just as a one-off, he's a teenager. He got a little too cocky because there's a moment between him and Bruce Mm -hmm. where Bruce is like, are you absolutely sure? Did you double check? He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay, I must have forgotten about that part then. Yeah, that's like, it's, Bruce wouldn't have let him do it, but Mm -hmm. he asked him specifically. Are you sure? And Terry's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, you know, he's a hot-headed kid. I can yeah. see that. But not the, you know, not the murder thing. Yeah. Come on. It's just like, ugh. And then Babs is just like, the first thing she does is just, I'm done, Bruce. It's over. But, uh, okay, so this is my bad thing. Mm-hmm. So Barbara sends the cops looking for Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Goes to his house. Asks, what is her name? His mom, Terry Gar. I oh, always forget uh, the character's name. Is it Mary? No. Can't be. Yeah, I don't remember. It's not Martha. No. Martha McGinnis. Hang on a sec. Yeah, it's going to bug me. Batman Um, Beyond. Because I know the character. I like the character. She she hasn't had a lot to do, and I like the voice actor a great deal, but I just do not recall. Yeah, you're right. Mary McGinnis. Ah. Mrs. Terry's mom. Mm -hmm. Mary and Terry. Yes. Um, but, uh, so, but, but Barbara sent her, uh, you know, cop goons to, to Mary's house and it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, where's, where's your son? He's in trouble. Yeah. And, uh, like, but she hasn't actually told anyone he's Batman. Yeah. Like what they're doing is they're hedging their bets. When things go back to normal at the end of the episode, they don't want to have outed him. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And I but... hate that. If, if, if they're going after him, they really need to go after him and put on the news. We are looking for this murderer, Terry McGinnis, who, by the way, is Batman. Yeah. Then there's your angle. There's an interesting episode because yeah. now you've blown up and like that whole thing. And now he's got to live with that. But no, they didn't. Like she just kind of while she sent a bunch of cops to look for him, she never really committed to it. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, and the thing is, like having this as a response to Over the Edge would be such a cool idea. Yeah, and that's like I I wrote this down too. That's how you make this different mm-hmm. because it's real and it had consequences. Like yeah, over the edge was great because we learned something about Barbara, mm-hmm. and we realized she realized she had to talk to her dad. Yeah, but in this, 
everything goes back to the way it was and it's like oops super villain oh well yeah no if this if they came out of this with like like babs and uh terry having like a like a a, a relationship like uh jim and uh, bruce used to have that would be lovely that would be awesome you know but like and we've had know, a there's... couple of moments where the two of them connect i've pointed this out because mm. terry's better with people yeah than bruce is and i love they've only had one or two moments like this mm-hmm when they sit and talk and like have dinner together or whatever Mm -hmm. and talk about Bruce. Like, ugh. Oh yeah. He's such a pain in the ass. I know there's, there's so much gold there that you could be. It's great. You know? And it's great to like talk about how Bruce sort of looms large over everyone without even showing him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, we're in the second season. It would be really interesting to have like that extra, like have, (laughs) Terry, like, want to, like, have that relationship with Barbara, too, you know? Or, if you want to really lean into the Spider-Man thing, Mm. then commit to the fact that she does not approve of this. Yes. And is trying to stop him. But Mm. they they really kind of don't really commit to that either. Yeah. Because she's, she doesn't approve, but mostly all she does is frown and say don't do it again and yeah then it it happens again next week yeah it's just it really feels like you know what can i do it's bruce it's gonna happen regardless and that kind of sucks you know yeah like either you're okay with there being batman or you're not Mm -hmm. and surely someone like one of your constituents or a reporter or someone must have asked that question at some point do you sanction the actions of batman or not do you sanction this buffoonery (laughs) how interesting would it be if bruce was had just never told her that it was terry and Oh, she would have figured it out. She already figured it out. Yeah. She's, he trained her to be a detective, and she was Jim Gordon's daughter. She mm-hmm. would have figured it yeah. out. It's just, it occurs to me that, like, having Bruce go, I don't know. I, I don't do that anymore. And you, just look at me. That. I'm not Batman. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm old. Also, look at new Batman. Look how slender he is. That's mm-hmm. not me. I would never look like that in that, in that uh, costume. No. Babs, you know that. <laughs> I'm a fucking, like, linebacker. Yeah, I'm old, but I'm still a triangle. Yeah. That so, would have yeah, snored I, out of mouth from the other room. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I just, like, like I say, I wish they'd pick a lane. Mm-hmm. If she's, like I say, if they, if they wanted to do the Spider-Man thing, if they wanted yeah. to say, yeah, the cops don't, don't approve and they're always trying to stop him. All right. That would that actually be, be really interesting. Yeah. Well, again, because this character is Spider-Man in yeah. so many ways. Like, that's the thing about Spider-Man is individual cops approve of him, mm-hmm. but the police force does not. Yeah. But they don't really do much with that. Fucking just hate Spider-Man so much. But they also don't just straight up, like, she doesn't, like we've said, had the relationship Mm -hmm. like Jim had. If she had just said, hey, I'm doing a sting operation over here, stay Mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. You know. It's just, the the whole episode is based on uh, not a great premise, honestly, you know? Well, and again... They pulled off, like, I, I said, that we reviewed Over the Edge twice, actually. We did, because we once, like it so much. Once on our other show, when we ran out of shows to talk about, mm-hmm. and once on this show. And I said it both times, it was all a dream is such a cop-out, usually. It's such yeah. a fucking Voyager-ass reset button. <clears throat> and they managed to pull off a great episode, and they kind of went for the same trick here. It mm-hmm. wasn't a dream, but it was still a hallucination. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't hear. Mm-hmm. You very carefully threaded the needle last time. Yeah. And you didn't take that care this time, and it kind of sucked. Yeah, and it just, the the more, like, you've got, uh, Over the Edge is one of the, be- like, one of the best episodes, and reflecting on it is just, like, just 
shows the flaws in this so much more. And I don't know? know even that they were going for that comparison, but it's hard not to. I mean, you've got an episode where Barbara Gordon is trying to arrest Batman. Like, yeah, it's I, pretty. It's pretty obvious. The first thing I would have thought of is yeah. is over I, the edge. Yeah, I know. Me too. <sighs> well, what was your good thing? Uh, I love Babs being good at catching Batman. Like, I would have seen like to have seen more of that. Actually, like, okay, these are Batman's tactics. He's going to do this, this, and this. He's going to mm-hmm. be here. Cause, like, there's a bit where uh, Terry's trying to meet up with Bruce, and um, he heads to the the Monarch Theater, which I believe is the theater that uh, his parents were shot. Oh, no, it's the Majestic. That's right. Anyway. Babs is Babs and the cops are already there because mm-hmm. they know that's a, because she knows that's a tunnel to the Batcave. Yeah, oh. I would have loved to have seen more of that, like cutting off his resources and stuff. Yeah. You know, no, and he's like he's flying over this part of town. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? He's near Crime Alley. Well, of course he's going to go to fucking Crime yeah, Alley. Yeah, it's always Crime Alley. Jesus uh-huh. Christ, Bruce. Yep, it's been fifty years. You cover your tracks so well, but then those fucking roses mm-hmm. every time, man. Yep, every time really weird that uh when batman stopped leaving roses here bruce wayne started mm-hmm. oh well shrug uh my good thing yeah mad stan yay yay more henry rollins is mad stan mm-hmm. the the but particularly the fake out at the end mm-hmm. when bruce says uh oh yes they found matt stan with this cruel grin like bruce is like oh yeah they found him mm-hmm. and then they cut to him blowing up city hall i'm yep. like is Bruce happy that he did that? <laughs> like, they actually got me for a sec. Yeah. It's like, no, he's, what they did was they strapped him in a, like, uh, from uh, Spellbinder's last appearance. Yeah. He's got the VR thing where mm-hmm. everyone's trapped inside it. And he's he thinks he's living his best life in there. Which is just the end of Fight Club. Yeah, it really is. It's like, all right. Yep. Mad Stan but- lived his best life. But the thing is, when he's when he's at the the fundraiser for uh, Barbara's husband, mm-hmm. who I don't remember, you know, Mister Barbara. Yep. Doesn't matter. Yep. I was very um, glad that he didn't get kidnapped again because I was dead certain he was going to get kidnapped. Oh again. yeah, absolutely. Um, I know he's played by Paul Winfield, but once again, I know the character and I can't remember the character's name. Let's see here, Batman Beyond. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. In in any case, um, when Mad stands there, all of his crazy ranting. Mm-hmm. Is like shit. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree yep. with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until the bomb part. Yep, I'm with you, man. It was Sam Young. Yes, that's it, Sam. Uh, Sam and Max should go on an adventure together. Oh god, that would be amazing. <laughs> hey, Sam. I mean, Max. <laughs> nice work, little buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm a lagomorph. Of course you are. Why'd you go inflict your violence on them? <laughs> With a fire poker. Oh, uh, to just see, uh, to just see this Max leap off camera holding a fire poker, and then you just see her beating yep. the crap out of something, mm-hmm. uh, in the like the shadow reflected on Sam. Ah, yep, perfect, yep. very good. They go go play Sam and Max hit the road again. Yes, very good. The uh, the Telltale follow ups to that were also very good. also very good. Yep. Although you know, since Telltale went under, a lot of their games just don't work anymore. Yeah. That's fun. Sucks. Uh, let's see. Um, well, there was a skeleton in this episode, which means I assumed it was your favorite. Mm-hmm. Love skeleton, you know me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is my kids love Batman Beyond moment. Mm-hmm. Is uh, what kid doesn't love a cartoon that spends time in a morgue? It's true. 
just then hanging out. Also, the morgue is huge. Oh, yeah. So many dead people in Gotham, which honestly checks out. But mm, the thing about a morgue, unless I'm, I might be mistaken, mm-hmm. but I thought that's just where they held them until they sent them off to the well, funeral parlors or to get buried or whatever. Yeah, like they must be bringing in corpses by the truckload. That's what I'm, but they don't stay there very long, mm-hmm. Like, which means that's really a lot of bodies. Here's, here's the thing, because it's not just the morgue. There's two morgues because Terry walks past the first one. Right. It's, it's like, like A through L. Yeah. Mm, no, Mad Stan starts with M, so mm-hmm. I, need the, I need this one. And then, like, like the the drawers extend off. Into... Oh, he's like in a fucking Borg cube. Yeah, like it goes on forever. This is an yeah. infinite morgue. Yep, a morgue cube. This many people weren't dying in the in the evil future of Dark Knight Returns, and I'm pretty sure everyone in that city was dead by the end of that book. Yeah, you're probably right. If they weren't on a horse, they were dead. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, let's see what else. Uh, let's see. There's a point where Mad Stan says, uh, like, uh, uh, Terry tries to turn his bombs back against him mm-hmm. and nothing happens. He's like, my vest protects me like your suit, Batman. Like, why would you tell him that, Stan? <laughs> you mean, must be mad. That checks out. Yeah. Let me tell funny. you all this all about this vest that I bought. My evil black heart. I know. Tell him how to stop you. Terry, no, let him talk. I always love it when Henry Rollins uh, talks for, about something for 20 minutes. It's hilarious. I mean, it is. It's not always hilarious. Sometimes it's he not, has an actual no. point. No, it's not always hilarious, but I am a big fan yeah. of Henry Rollins' spoken word stuff. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, nice shout out to Alfred at one point in this when they talk oh, about- Oh, that's uh, actually my quote. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Not bad. I learned from the best. If only I could figure out how we made those little tea cakes. Crumpets. Right. Crumpets. Somehow forgot what a crumpet was called. <laughs> Has, like, so much information just on his, like, at, at, on the tip of his tongue. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know what a crumpet is. He's a rich person who drinks tea, and he doesn't... Come on, man. So, there's this, uh, there's this thing about Sherlock Holmes that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is that um, he did not know uh, that the moon orbited the the earth uh because he did not think it would be important to him solving crimes that makes sense and i also i kind of like that uh bruce is like I, I don't need to know what a crumpet is it's never going to help me solve crimes oh i don't know yeah i don't know you got a lot of bread based uh like condiment uh, king alone is going to be an issue i was just thinking the mad hatter has a lot of tea parties he sure does see that's two bruce what's wrong with you mm-hmm. also crumpet like it's probably in a in a riddle or something. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this, Batman. No. What type? What type of bread product? <sighs> Rhymes with trumpet. Really? That's the best you got? Yes, I'm going to be in a new movie. <laughs> I look like a trash bag <laughs> who tried to solve a puzzle. Oh my god! I'm going to kill the Twilight Kid. <laughs> you know that movie Twilight? That's me. I'm Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh what else what else jesus um uh. i mean there doesn't have to be anything else yeah maybe. there might if not that's, be anything, that's all we have there that's might okay. not be anything else i like barbs's i like babs's dress i like you calling her barbs yeah barbs's yeah barbs gordon mm-hmm no, she does that because she, she's at a like a black tie event. So yeah. she's in like a very elegant gown. Mm-hmm. 
and oh, uh, like an elegant gown. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Speaking of condiment king and ketchup, mm-hmm. um, but what makes it cool? Like, yeah, it's a good outfit. But what makes it cool is then she's doing cop stuff. Yep, like draws her revolver and is like, uh, what do you call it when you're like uh, hiding behind cover to like make sh- you know see where the guy is? You know what I mean? Like oh, that yeah. thing, the stance where you're yeah. like carefully looking around the corner and all that. Like she's doing that in a fucking ball gown. Yeah. It's, it's badass. I love Barbara Gordon. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. And this episode did not uh did not do her justice. It did not, and it really it really could have done a great yeah. fucking Commissioner uh Barbara yeah. Gordon episode, you know? Because yeah, this this season has been we've pointed this out already, has been pretty light on the old people. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a lot of Bruce, we haven't had a lot of Barbara. It's mostly been high school stuff. Yeah. So this would have been an opportunity to put in a really good Barbara episode and they kind of kind of did not it up. do that in fact yeah. correct so that's a little disappointing yeah but what are you gonna do they can't all be winners yeah hopefully next week they'll be winners maybe well next week we have final cut mm-hmm. oh and the last resort oh yeah maybe <sighs> who knows mm-hmm. maybe great <laughs> could be meat could be cake. <laughs> Has no smell whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the same twenty things. Yep, we built our entire friendship upon knowing those same twenty things, and we haven't learned new things since. And occasionally, going, you should watch this TV show. Uh huh. And, and then we're we never not do. doing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that is all for this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as ever, our website is kidsluvebatman.com. You can write to us, kidsluvebatmanpodcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Twitter. I am at Algar. I'm at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See ya, folks. Twala dregs. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A. L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.